This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I am here again with head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance and Italian attorney Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia here for another episode to talk a bit more about some of the questions that you've had, that you've asked, some frequently asked questions. So this video will be a combination Q&A and FAQ all in one. Anyway, so... Marco, let's get started with the first question for today. Uh, this one's kind of a combination question. Does a person have to live in Italy to maintain their Italian citizenship? And does their Italian citizenship ever expire? In terms of citizenship by descent, because it's a recognition of your birth status. So as we said numerous times, when you apply for citizenship by descent, you have always been an Italian citizen. You're just going through a recognition process, which means that when you become an Italian citizen, you actually become an Italian citizen retroactively since your birth. So because of that situation, your citizenship will never expire and you don't have to reside in Italy to be able to maintain your Italian citizenship. So potentially, if you are applying for Italian citizenship through an Italian consulate, you can maintain your Italian citizenship throughout your whole life without ever setting foot in Italy. It is, of course, different if we're talking about citizenship through residency because that you can apply for only if you are someone who have resided in Italy for a certain number of years, but the answer is very similar to my first answer, meaning once you get your Italian citizenship, even if it's citizenship through residency, once you get it, you can leave Italy and never go back and you can maintain your Italian citizenship for the rest of your life. Italian citizenship doesn't have an expiration date and it's not connected to you residing in Italy. And moving on to the next question. For example, say you have a couple that both of them are, they're married to each other, of course, and that they are both of Italian descent. Both of them are interested in Italian citizenship. Is it better that both of them go through the process for Italian dual citizenship? Or is it better if one of them gets their citizenship and then the other would get their citizenship through Jure Matrimoni afterwards? Does that make it easier? Does that make it harder? Or is it not even recommended? It is, uh, first of all, I want to say there are a lot of people in this situation, people who have maybe an easier path for citizenship, but also the other spouse has Italian ancestry, but maybe doesn't know anything about their family. So they, they always think, why not go in just with my application for now, and then my spouse will apply for citizenship through marriage afterwards. But my answer is always the same. If there's a chance that both of you qualify for Italian citizenship by descent, so through ancestry, it is definitely better if you apply for citizen, if you both apply for citizenship by descent, rather than just one of you applies for citizenship by descent and the other waits for the spouse to be recognized and then applies for citizenship through marriage. The advantage of starting the application process by descent simultaneously is that First of all, you don't have to wait for 
your spouse to become an Italian citizen, um, the citizenship by descent process can be a long process. So if you have to wait for your spouse to become a citizen, you're wasting time because you could start your application process and claim citizenship through your ancestors immediately. The second reason why it is better to both apply for citizenship by descent is that the application for citizenship through marriage requires a language test. So you have to be able to speak Italian to apply for citizenship through marriage, whereas applying for citizenship by descent doesn't require a language certificate. So that's another advantage. And also, I'd say finally, the last reason why, in my opinion, it is it is advisable to apply for citizenship by descent is that the citizenship by descent process is, in general, a quicker process. Applying for citizenship through marriage takes a longer amount of time and more, more specifically the processing time we talked about this in a previous video for citizenship through marriage can be up to four years so a very very long processing time is allowed by the Italian law for the Italian government to process applications for citizenship through marriage. And moving on to the next question, for somebody who is an Italian citizen living in Italy, how do you change your residency and is it difficult? Residency in Italy is a very specific concept. So being a resident of a town means being registered with a registry held by the, the town hall, which lists all of the residents of that specific municipality. So by law in Italy, you have, if you reside in Italy, you have to be registered at least in one municipality. And when you change your residency address, you have to register it again in the, in the other municipality where you are relocating. It is not a difficult process. It is a pretty easy process, but still, it requires that you fill out some forms at the town hall and there is a local police verification involved. So in Italy, the municipal police, the, the local police will come to your house and they have 45 days to do so to verify whether you're actually living in the property where you declared you live or if it's a fake residency. To register in a new comune, you basically, all you have to do is go to the town hall, to the residency office, you fill out a form, and then you wait for the local police to show up at your house. And once they do, and after 45 days have passed, because potentially they, the local police could come multiple times. So after the local police have verified that you reside at that address and 45 days have passed, your residency is confirmed. The documents required are basically um, a lease agreement or if you own the property, the deed. And you also need your Italian ID and tax code. And that's all you need to change your residency address. And then moving on to a question that is somewhat uh, connected for an Italian citizen who lives abroad, do they need to keep their IDA registration up to date and if they do, how would they go about doing that? Absolutely. So keeping your IDA registration and the file, which is held by the Italian consulate, 
up to date is an obligation even if there are technically no consequences if you if you don't keep it up to date but you are supposed to meaning the Italian consulate if you reside abroad should have your current address on file so if you move within the consular jurisdiction you should you should let the Italian consulate know that you moved and second of all you should inform the consulate of any life-changing events like if you have if you get married or if you get divorced um, if you get remarried after getting divorced if you have any minor children or if a family member passes away you should inform the consulate and provide the consulate with the related vital record documents duly apostilled and translated into Italian so that the consulate can forward those documents to the Italian municipality because let's not forget that the IRA registry is a registry which is held jointly by the Italian consulate and an Italian municipality which is normally the municipality where the person was residing before relocating to the foreign country or for people who applied for citizenship by descent that's normally the municipality of birth of the Italian ancestor. Interesting. And just moving on, um, kind of talking about continuing this idea, uh, just because you mentioned ancestor, we've spoken about the legacy of Italian citizenship and passing that down and how when you go through the Ure Sanguinis process, it, this is something that's being passed down to you and that there are many people who would like to be able to continue that. How is it that once you are recognized as an Italian citizen that you can pass down your citizenship to your children once you become an italian citizen and go through the citizenship by descent process your children will not have to do the same so if you will have more children after you become an italian citizen all you have to do is register their birth certificates through the local italian consulate and that's when your children will become Italian citizens. So while you have to go through the recognition process because you are over 18, your children, as long as you register their birth certificates while they are under 18, will become Italian citizens upon registration of their birth certificate through the consulate, which is a very easy and quick process. What about in the situation that maybe someone who's living abroad as an Italian citizen doesn't register their children as minors, what would they need to do once they uh, are over 18? That would mean that once they become 18, they would have to go through the citizenship process of so the same process that the parent went through to get citizenship by descent, which is something that, of course, you want to avoid. Of course. I mean, if especially if you've gone through it yourself, you know exactly how much of a headache it can be. So if you know that uh, ahead of time that just by simply registering the births of your children could save them that, that same headache, I think that for many people will be um, a big uh, motivation to be able to um, just do that immediately. And this next question that we're going to be talking about is something that I think in the future we will be doing a video about, uh, uh, going in a bit more detail. But just to quickly touch on it today, if a person's um, ancestor never naturalized, how would they go about proving that? While proving the naturalization is a rather easy process, 
meaning you prove it through the naturalization papers. Proving that your ancestor never naturalized, believe it or not, can be a more difficult task because you are trying to prove a negative. And proving a negative can be, and it's normally more difficult, meaning that a lot of people believe that getting letters saying that the ancestor never naturalized is sufficient, but it is actually not sufficient because when you get letters from the Department of State or the National Archives or the local courts saying that your ancestor never naturalized, uh, all you have is basically a document that says that these offices have no record of your ancestor ever becoming naturalized, which doesn't necessarily mean that your ancestor never become became naturalized. Uh, it could be that your ancestor became naturalized under an alias or a different version of his or her name. So, normally what the consulate requires is a document which proves, beyond any doubt, that your ancestor was a legal alien. So a document that says specifically that this person was living in the U.S. as a legal alien. And these documents are normally census records. So if you can provide, together with the letters that we just talked about, a census record that's, that lists the ancestor as alien, that is something that would satisfy the consulate. Or if you have uh, a draft card saying that the person was living in the U.S. as a legal alien, or, for instance, an alien registration uh, form. Basically, after the 40s, the U.S. government created a file for each person living in the U.S. as a legal alien. So that file would be the ultimate proof that your ancestor was living in the U.S. as a legal alien, so meaning as a non-U.S. citizen. But if your ancestor did naturalize, what would you need to do in that situation? You would have to provide the naturalization records, which in some cases can be difficult to locate. For instance, I have talked to a few people who had census records showing that the ancestor was indeed naturalized, but they couldn't locate the naturalization records at first and after extensive research, we were able to, to locate the naturalization records. So it can be rather difficult in some cases to even locate the naturalization records, but normally it is an easier task. But to answer your question, you need the declaration of intention, the petition for naturalization, and the actual certificate of naturalization. And you can get these documents from, depending on the case, the local courts where the the person became naturalized, the state archives, the national archives, or the Department of State, which is, there is a specific branch of the Department of State, uh, which is called USCIS. Uh, they hold naturalization records for uh, people who became naturalized after no 1906 nationwide. And one more question that we will be probably making a video on in the future, going a little bit more into detail about. Uh, the situation to do with discrepancies, which is very common for many people, um, that they'll have a situation where maybe their ancestor spelled their name a little bit differently on one document than another, or that maybe they went by an alias, or there's all different kinds of potential situations that can come up. 
What would a person need to do just to quickly touch on that in that kind of situation where they might find these discrepancies between documents? Documents that present discrepancies should be amended. Uh, Of course, not all of the discrepancies that a person has on their documents will cause problems with the application process, but rather only major discrepancies are the ones that you should be concerned about, meaning minor discrepancies are normally not an obstacle. Uh, For instance, uh, the Americanization of the first name of the ancestor or or, uh, the children of the ancestor, that's normally not a problem. Or like small differences in date of birth or um, even last names. But if you have major discrepancies, you should go through um, the process of amending the document when that is possible. And just moving on to the very last question for today, that, for example, this is a question I've actually heard a couple of times. It's a very strange question, but it's not unheard of. Um, And it does present probably a very interesting legal debate that could come from it. If someone's grandfather or great-grandfather was born on a boat coming from Italy to the United States, would that person still, would their descendants um, be eligible for Italian citizenship? Would that be even a remote possibility? I think someone asked this question on our YouTube channel. Italy gives citizenship to a person, to a child, not because that child was born in Italy, but rather because one of the parents or both parents were Italian citizens when the child was born. So it doesn't actually matter whether the child was born in Italy or in another country or on a boat. That child will be considered an Italian citizen if one of the parents um, were Italians when the child was born. The only question would be if the boat was going to America, if the boat was already on American waters, if that child would have also had U.S. citizenship. But that wouldn't change the fact that the person was also an Italian citizen by descent, regardless of whether or not it was also the child was also considered to be born on American territory. Of course, if that child was also considered a U.S. citizen, there's nothing else. Of course, if the child was not considered a U.S. citizen by birth, you have to find out if then that child eventually became an American citizen through naturalization because that can affect your eligibility. Whereas if the child was considered a U.S. citizen by birth, in that case, as long as one of the parents was not a naturalized U.S. citizen prior to the birth of the child, meaning if one of the parents was not in America during a previous trip, in that case, you would qualify for Italian citizenship. Anyway, we've reached the end of our list and we've covered a lot of ground today. So thank you again so much for making yourself available to talk more about the Italian citizenship process and um, to talk about some of these little interesting details that I know many of us find fascinating. So of course, also, if you are interested in 
finding out more about Italian citizenship by descent through naturalization and so on, you can subscribe to this channel to keep up with the videos that come out on this channel, as well as also about Italian real estate. And of course, if you are seeking assistance with the Italian citizenship process, Marco and his team at italiancitizenshipassistance.com are available to assist you. And you can reach them through the contact form on their website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com slash contact. And of course, if you would like to find out more about life in Italy as a dual citizen and life as an expat in Italy, I also make YouTube videos on my own channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining us again. And of course, we have been here with Marco Permunian and I am Rafael Di Furia. See ya. Thank you.